Coming up on the Keto Camp Podcast, we welcome stem cell scientist, Dr. Rafael Gonzalez. what we study more than anything else is wiping out a senesce cell is causing it to remove that and why do we target that because what transpires as we age we get more and more what's called immunosenescence Mm -hmm. so senescence of the immune system where the immune system becomes non-functional there's not the right signaling cues in our body to cause the bone marrow to say hey wake up signal release a newer cell because we have stem cells in our bone marrow release the right cell bring it back into circulation and it'll come back in circulation and take action in the immune system what it needs to be done if you don't have immune health you essentially have nothing you know you can look as good as you can look with all the plastic surgery in the world but if your immune system is a mess you're going to be a mess We have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the Keto Camp Podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations so you could apply it and change your life. Your body was built to thrive. Your body is capable of healing as long as you identify the interference and remove it. I believe you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper. Ben Azadi here, the host of the Keto Camp Podcast from BenAzadi.com. We actually bring on the show today Dr. Rafael Gonzalez. He actually traveled to the Keto Camp HQ here in beautiful Miami Beach, Florida, and we recorded the podcast in-house, so the sound is amazing. The conversation is even better. Dr. Rafael Gonzalez has been a leading authority in the space of natural killer cells, autophagy, senescent cells, stem cells, and we're going to dive deep into some amazing research he's done over the years. I first discovered Dr. Rafael Gonzalez at my mentors, Dr. Daniel Pompa's conferences over the last few years, and he has rocked the stage, rocked the world of stem cell research, and I'm grateful to finally bring him on the show. We're going to get into the topic of senescent cells, aka zombie cells. What exactly is it? Why is that a big issue with autoimmune disease and also with immune function? The role of fasting autophagy, stem cells, apoptosis. You're going to love this conversation because I know many of you practice fasting. We'll get into some of his therapies that he offers like natural killer cells. What's the difference between that and stem cells? We also talk about Dr. Pampa and his wife Marilee's experience with his work and some amazing video footage he showed to us at a mastermind in Mexico a few months ago with the body's amazing immune system. You know, when we talk about the immune system, when we talk about those who are getting really sick from viruses like COVID and other viruses out there, what do they all have in common, the people who get sick, even the people who potentially uh, who, who could die? One thing in common is aminosenescent cells. And if you could limit, mitigate aminosenescent cells, you're going to thrive, you're going to be resilient, and you're going to be more bulletproof when it comes to these viruses. We'll talk about some stages on how to do that 
We also get into autoimmune disease like Raynaud's, uh, which is something I have, and he gave some tips for me. Uh, I'm actually going to be a great case study for him to see what his therapies can do for my Raynaud. So sit back, take notes, be present. You're going to love this conversation with Dr. Rafael Gonzalez. Before I bring him on, I want to take a minute here to get to the Apple Podcast rating and review of the day. This is a five-star review from Mike the Tuner, titled, Very Informative. Ben is a wealth of great information on the keto lifestyle. I would highly recommend this show. It's very helpful information. Mike, thank you so much for taking the time to not only listen to the show, but also leaving the show a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. I can't tell you how grateful I am that you're listening and you took the time to leave that review. I appreciate you. If you have not left the show a rating or a review yet on Apple Podcasts, please do so. I know I ask you all the time, and the reason I ask you all the time is because it does help the show grow and reach more people. That's how the podcast algorithm works, and we are on a mission to educate and to inspire one billion people. So please take a moment here to pause the episode and leave that rating and review. All right, let's dive deep into stem cells senescent cells, natural killer cells, and more with Dr. Rafael Gonzalez. Dr. Gonzalez obtained his PhD and bachelor's from the University of California, Irvine, where he studied and his thesis addressed interactions of the immune system following spinal cord injury. In addition to his expertise in degenerative disorders, including the spinal cord, he has extensive experience in stem cell culture and biology from various sources. He has an extensive knowledge in all aspects of cell biology and health where he teaches the world on regenerative medicine and maintaining immune health. Dr. Gonzalez is responsible for the development of the clinical stem cell applications for several diseases and trauma states. He leads four different investigational new drug applications with patented stem cell technology. Additionally, he works on the clinical development of immune-based therapies using natural killer cells. He leads our reference laboratory in testing various regenerative medicine products. Dr. Gonzalez has been in the regenerative medicine field for greater than 18 years and has several scientific publications. He has taught, spoken, and led many conferences nationwide in the regenerative medicine sector. Dr. Rafael Gonzalez, welcome hey. to the Keto Camp Podcast, brother. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time. I appreciate uh, being here. I appreciate you. You're actually here with me at Keto Camp HQ, yes. which we don't have do a lot of interviews like that. Most of them are online. So thanks for yeah. making the trip here. I was out here in Miami from California. I have a lab actually in California, and I have a corporate office actually here in Miami. And as you know, I do work at a clinic in uh, Mexico outside, of course, the United States in Cancun, yeah. where we do a lot of cell therapeutics out there. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. You're doing yep. some really cutting edge, interesting information. You spoke... Yeah. At a few Dr. Pompa's conferences that I saw you speak at, and then I was also at a mastermind in Cancun, in Tulum, and you yep. also spoke there too, which yeah, is super yeah. fascinating. Yep. So why did you get involved with this? What led you down this direction? I obtained my PhD from the University of California, Irvine. I was part of the first group that did what's called embryonic stem cell research and spinal cord injury. So my specialty is actually spinal cord injury. Started off in that camp, fell in love with spinal cord injury because I saw how devastating this could be for many individuals. Went that route first, did a clinical study that we published back in 2006. So I've been in the sector for wow. about 20, over 20 years, uh, where we did a two-year follow-up of patients following spinal cord injury using stem cells. 
And then from there, I went into many other sectors and more than anything else, just understanding and studying cells. Because started noticing not only stem cells have, you know, properties that can heal, that can do things, but in general, our body is forced to heal on a regular basis in cells and doing different modalities of it. You know, went from studying cells, understanding almost any cell in the body, uh, working with many different cell types. I actually, I worked for a company for a while where we produce cell-based models. So essentially taking, you know, a lung cell and producing a lung cell model where pharmaceuticals or anybody, these type of companies can actually study. Instead of studying it on, on, on mice, on animals, they can actually study in vitro, in glass, mm. these type of 3D models where they can look at whether something's toxic, not toxic. And going that, that approach to, but working with almost any stem cell you can actually think of, so much so that in 2010, uh, we published and we patented a particular cell type that here in the U.S. we have four phase one clinical studies ongoing. Wow. Yeah. And they're in many different variations. And we'll discuss why they're in different variations. You know, for instance, one is for COVID. One is for an autoimmune disease called polymyositis, dermatomyositis that eventually affects lungs mm. on these patients. They end up getting pulmonary fibrosis from the autoimmune disease and succumbing to that. Wow. And then the other one we just got approval on is for heart failure. But due to GI bleeding for individuals that have what's called left ventricular assisted devices, so they actually have issues with GI bleeding and they succumb to that, not the ventricular device itself. And then the last one is actually a pediatric indication, which is Duchenne's muscular dystrophy, oh. which is really, really interesting because the concept there is to st try to stop the progression for these children of going into or slow it down to go into wheelchairs because when they hit the age of around 10 or so is when they start having significant issues, you know, with mobility, with a bunch of other, believe it or not, heart, lung issues, a bunch of other issues. So it's just essentially at this point, just to try to slow it down until the technology can actually catch up. So what's the common theme with all those four different conditions? Two things, immune system and vasculature, both both things, but more immune mediated is what we focus on. And it's essentially, I published a paper in 2015 where we looked at one of the first of its kind describing why stem cells would work for aging in general. And the concept is looking at a concept called inflammaging. I don't know if you're familiar with that. You yes. know, where essentially as you age, you just go into a chronic inflammatory state and finding a way to mediate that and control that and stem cells have the properties that can do that. Mm. So for somebody listening, who doesn't really know what a stem cell is. They probably yeah. heard, you know, it's the wild, wild west, essentially. They probably heard bad things about it. Yeah. You know, people paying money, getting it the wrong way. What exactly is a stem cell? And why did you it, focus on this area? It, it's, it's a particular cell type that we actually have in our body. And we have it in various different tissues and various different places where we can obtain it. We obtain this and then we take it and purify it. What mostly everybody has heard is, you know, a bone marrow transplant or using bone marrow which is essentially their stem cells. But the problem nowadays is the, the, the misconception of considering using bone marrow, bone marrow, when you look at it in the context of somebody that's about 40 years of age, when somebody tells you, I'm gonna give you stem cells from your bone marrow, what you're essentially looking at is a, the amount of stem cells in there is very minute. Mm. So it's in the context of 0. 0.00001 stem cells per the amount of other cells in there. So it's like nothing. It's one one hundredth or one one hundred thousand, one one millionth of the other cells that are in there. So why do they still do it? 
because the issue, so it, it originally started off in the field of cancer. There's a particular formula for when somebody has a blood cancer in particular, where they will actually take out bone marrow or another option is actually give you a particular drug to stimulate your bone marrow to cause all these cells from the bone marrow to come out. It's called apheresis. And then actually take out much of the white blood cells. The particular formula is essentially you use a certain amount of cells to reconstitute or rebuild your immune system following chemo. Got it. So there's still stem cells in there. But the interesting thing about that is people don't discuss the other cells that are in that bone marrow population, which have regenerative and healing capabilities, just like our body does. You know, if you look at, for instance, what happens normally when somebody has a heart attack, mm -hmm. the only reason why you survive is because there has to be a compensation or mechanism of compensation where the other cells around that area where that blockage occurs has to immediately communicate and say to the rest of the body, which the communication is done by something called an exosome, which you've all heard, everybody's heard a lot about lately. Yeah. You know, they're tiny bioactive components that are essentially just deal with cell communication. Mm -hmm. So, in, in, for instance, in the heart attack, you consider what has to be released out immediately, which is something called vascular endothelial growth factor and other ones that essentially have to try to cause some form of a bridging or a gap to fill that gap. Otherwise, the blood is occluded, you're completely done, you're going to die. But if there's a form of increasing vasculature through another road, another map, let's sort of say, then you can survive that massive occlusion if it's a massive occlusion. So exosomes is the signal or not the, the signal? It essentially is a signal. It's, okay. a, it's a method of communication okay. and the communication is done by a simple, just think of a lock and key system. There's a complementary sequence. One can, let's say it can be a lock. And then the other part is, let's say, the stress signal from another cell that is the the key mm. and then this way with that complementary sequence the lock or the key can actually go and find the lock migrate to it let's say in case of this one cell to another cell and one cell released out this tiny which is one one thousandth of the size of a cell an exosome it released that tiny particle it can then travel to that other cell and say here's a message here's some information i need you to make this change for me and it happens immediately it's really really quick how, how, how fast cells can actually do this and produce these so if somebody goes and they're getting exosomes what are the dangers of doing it the wrong way and what do you focus on if you want to get it the right way when we discuss the context of cell therapeutics, any form of therapeutics, what you need to understand is the problem out there is there's a wild, wild west yeah. as far as what you've heard of the production of it and the amount of testing of it. For instance, we have four phase one clinical studies. When you submit for the cells to have what's called the chemical manufacturing and composition, a CMC, we're talking about a document that's taken years. You know, we've been developing this technology since 2010. Yeah. So we just got our first clinical study approved in 2019 with the FDA. Why did it take so, so long? Because it's essentially about 389 pages of documents and making sure that we had the right product before we even went that route. So essentially, the, it's just, it just boils down to the amount of, of testing. You know, they're actually looking after some people say, oh, the FDA is a you know, roadblock. Or no, they're essentially looking after to make sure first and foremost, the product is safe. You know, for instance, if you look at the amount of testing we have to do on cells 
I mean, I didn't even know that, you know, we can actually contract parvovirus, something that hmm. dogs have. Yeah. You know, we test for parvovirus. We test for eight or nine different variants of herpes viruses, Epstein-Barr virus, you know, cytomegalovirus, all these things. And it's essentially looking at making sure that there's no transmission of absolutely anything. You heard a couple of years back of people being infected. It's because the testing wasn't done correctly on the so-called regenerative medicine or stem cell-based product, which essentially those products are really not stem cell based products that have regenerative properties but they don't have pure stem cells in the case of what we discussed what we have it's a stem cell that's been culture expanded isolated one stem cell a stem cell and then we sort of clone them and expand these things from a very very young source and one of the key components of our technology is actually the feeding regimen which i know you're going to completely yeah you're going to completely dig, you know dig because we talked about this is standard formulations when you grow cells is feed them sugar 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 right so they can multiply and you can we took the complete opposite and we started studying looking at directly with telomer the correlation with telomer biology to maintain youth and it's actually going sort of a ketogenic route yeah. Which is pretty neat. That's fascinating. Yeah. So yeah. you saw that. You saw the benefits of what it does to the telomeres. And then yeah. you actually started to educate your patients on that to Correct. go more of a low carb keto approach yep. leading up to it. Yep. Even well, even leading up to it is is going into understanding if you're gonna do this and you're gonna invest in your health and pay for something like this, then essentially what you're talking about doing is you might as well do it the right way and mm-hmm. go in with a low inflammatory state because that's what you want to do. You want to make sure you're in a low inflammatory state so you can accept what's actually being put in, mm-hmm. you know, versus if you go in there and you're a nightmare, you've got a ton of issues going on, then what transpires is your body is going to assume this is trying to come in and help, but it's going to pick it up and trying to remove it because there's so much inflammation and there's so much of a pro-inflammatory state. So you want to remove some fire so your body could deal with the, the right source there. Yep. Yeah, 100%. I also remember you mentioning that at, at the mastermind that it's not a good idea to get the procedure in ketosis while you're in ketosis. Is that what you said? He said not, something about that. Not not the procedure. It's discussing in the context of something else, which we discussed, which was natural killer cells, Got it. which okay. is part of the innate immune response. So collecting blood when you're in a ketosis state is not a good uh, concept because of the simple fact that many times, especially if you're consuming an abundance of fat, the vast majority of the plasma that's going to be there is going to be very fat loaded. So it's actually going to be hard to work with that plasma to produce this particular cell type. That's another cell type, which we, we, we can get into a little bit, which is pretty neat and interesting. Some other work that we actually do. Interesting. So that would be a keto flex day, flex out of ketosis on Correct. Uh, or a couple of days before that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, like you do adapt a adaptive type of diet. Yeah. Metabolic flexibility exactly we don't want to be ketosis all the time so that could be the time to get out of it so the procedure how is it done i know that you have clinics in california you have clinics in in cancun well we have a lab in california our lab lab in in, 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 in corona we have i have several of the scientists that work actually with me along with research associates regulatory individuals where we do production of cells for the clinical studies here in the united states and then we also have an exosome based product that we use as a topical more than anything else for just cosmetics you know, doing these new types of maintaining youth type of thing, just topical use, and that's about it. But that we have a, a clinic in Mexico that has similar protocols and similar cells that we actually do, and they follow the regulatory state, but they have an approval actually in Mexico to do this. That's in Cancun, where somebody can actually go over there and get treated. And that's where Dr. Pompa went with Marily. Correct. And, and my audience knows he's been on the show several times. Yeah. So maybe can you share a little bit about his experience over there? Yeah, he's actually, uh, both of them have gone through a series of different things that I've done quite a bit of research on. And, and investigating first and foremost the cells the stem cells 
the use of them to look at controlling the inflammatory state or the immune system modulating it and then also increasing blood flow because one of the other things that these cells can do is increase vasculature increase blood flow mm. and the reason why we need that is of course because as we age for instance you start noticing you have brain fog you start losing energy it's because our vasculature somewhat becomes occluded and we start lacking it and the natural property of our body is actually to increase blood flow in other different ways as it can as it you know for instance you start having thinning of an artery somewhere from atherosclerosis which is a natural aging process in many instances then what the body does to compensate for that is does this thing called anastomosis or sort of like a tree formation it starts forming another branch <laughs> it tries to form another branch so it can reach a vasculature but in many cases it doesn't do it appropriately that's another reason why we use stem cells because we can cross that bridge and we can increase that blood flow to where is needed so those are the two mechanisms for that. They also did something which is pretty neat that I've been working on for many years and our approach was a little bit different on it where we essentially looked at a particular cell called the natural killer cell and it all came from a publication that came out in 2009 where they had a mouse model, a neurodegenerative mouse model that couldn't walk a maze, had no hair, no muscles, an aged mouse model and then what they did was they actually took the blood from the normal, so this is a specific mouse model, and they took the blood of the normal one and they put it into that mouse and that mouse regenerated. <laughs> it regenerated hair, muscle, was able to walk the maze. Amazing. And when they went back and looked at what transpired, what they noticed was that that mouse model, which essentially is a senescent mouse model, mm -hmm. and we'll talk about senescence yes. in a minute. It's a senescent mouse model. It removed all the senescence, and it forced that mouse to regenerate, naturally regenerate. So when we discuss what is senescence, and a lot of people don't understand what senescence is, senescence is essentially your cells in your body have three fates. Number one is natural cell turnover. That occurs, which is apoptosis, the way it's occurred, and it occurs on a daily basis for all of us. Number two is when we have a traumatic state, any form of a blunt trauma or trauma, which is called necrosis, when a cell essentially just ruptures, blows up, the immune system has to pick it up now, has to heal that area and remove it. And the last and the most important part of all of it is what's called the senesce cell mm -hmm. or senescence. It's essentially a cell that has a finite, and it's all our cells in our body, and has a finite amount of duplication, so it can only double a certain amount. And then it stops dividing and it just occupies space. It's like a zombie cell. It's a zombie cell and it causes havoc. Yep. It starts releasing these factors that we now know called the senescent associated factors that causes more senescence in cells in that around area. These are essentially non-functional cells. Think of liver uh, cirrhosis, yep. fibrosis, wrinkles, uh, gray hair. These are non-functional cells that are not doing what they're supposed to do. So in the context of that, we looked at what cell type in our body actually, because there's a cell type in our body that's supposed, that's supposed to pick it up. And that cell type is called the natural killer cell. Mm. And then natural killer cell has three jobs that it does. Number one is designed to remove a cancerous cell. And it's part of the immediate immune response, which is the innate immune response. So it's an immediate responder as soon as you go out in the sun or whatever, you have a mutation. It's supposed to pick it up. It's supposed to remove it. The problem is as you age, these natural killers just become what I call dormant government workers, yeah. <laughs> office workers, whatever you want to call them. Just They're getting just a signalers. paycheck, not doing any work. Correct. They're just taking signals. They're just giving signals, trying to give orders, but they're not doing much. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens with we age. That's why we, we're more prone to get cancer as we age. The second job it does is actually pretty interesting is actually to pick up 
viral load. Mm. So it's one of the first responders to pick up virus and kill virus. The problem with that nowadays is our immune system, the older you get, is more and more challenged. It also gets weakened. But at the same time, think of how many individuals have 75, 80% of the patient population has cytomegalovirus, Epstein virus. Yeah. Now, if all of a sudden you get contracted with Lyme, you're completely challenged. The immune system can't handle it. You start getting all completely haywire, uh, neurological effects, you know, just chronic fatigue syndrome, all these other things that are somewhat undefined. Fibromyalgia is all thrown of it. out there. Yeah, yep. yeah. It's all these things are thrown out there because the immune system is completely tapped. Mm-hmm. All the individuals that tell you that they have Lyme, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, anything like that, if you go back and look at their viral testing, I can almost guarantee you that they have a high viral load of Epstein-Barr, cytomegalovirus, or some form of herpes, which are natural viruses that unfortunately penetrate and then they're opportunistic at the same time when they have the chance to basically multiply and and cause havoc they do so this is what transpires with them so that's the second job of nk the last job is for us essentially for us what we study more than anything else is wiping out a senesce cell is causing it to remove that and why do we target that because what transpires as we age, we get more and more what's called immunosenescence. Mm-hmm. So senescence of the immune system where the immune system becomes non-functional. There's not the right signaling cues in our body to cause the bone marrow to say, hey, wake up, signal, release a newer cell because we have stem cells in our bone marrow. So release the right cell, bring it back into circulation and it'll come back in circulation and take action in the immune system What it needs to be done. If you don't have immune health, you essentially have nothing. You know, you can look as good as you can look with all the plastic surgery in the world, but if your immune system is a mess, you're going to be a mess. Yeah. You know, every single disease has an immune component to it. There is not one that doesn't. So essentially, we look at maintaining immune health. And we have evidence that we can wipe out this immunosenescence by taking NK cells from you. This is the, the technology that we have. And so it's what's called an autologous therapy. It's from you. We take blood from you. We isolate out, first and foremost, the white blood cells. Then from there, we put in a specific proprietary cocktail that actually selects specifically for NK cells, activates them, makes them grow. And from a start of about anywhere from about 10 to 20 million NK cells, we go all the way north of two, three billion NK cells. And then those get back infused into you. And then what we'll do many cases, for instance, in the Pampas case, is we'll look at their profile, two particular markers that we look at. We'll look at profile to make sure that we've wiped out immunosenescence. And we can bring that immune system of a 50-year-old, you know, it's not a permanent effect, but down to that of a 25-year-old, 30-year-old, where they're relatively, they're really healthy, essentially. Them two are really healthy, as you know. Hey, Keto Camper, I want to just pause for a second and tell you about my favorite drink for metabolic health. On this podcast, we talk about the importance of metabolic health, metabolic flexibility. Well, this is called good idea, and it is a great idea if you're trying to reduce blood sugar and keep your insulin levels in a healthy range. It has zero calories, zero sweeteners, and none of the junk ingredients, and it tastes like a lightly sparkling water. I call it a functional sparkling water because it has been clinically tested and shown to reduce blood sugar spikes after a meal. It contains a blend of amino acids and chromium piclinate. Together, they slow gastric emptying and increase insulin sensitivity, allowing a steady release of glucose in the bloodstream where it can be transferred into the cells for fuel. 
It also contains zinc and potassium as an added benefit. They hooked you all up with a special coupon code. So all you need to do is head over to goodidea.us and apply the coupon code BEN, that is B-E-N, at checkout at goodidea.us. I'm going to drop that link in the podcast notes along. You actually showed video of the, the senescent cells being engulfed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fascinating. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's essentially, that's one of the first things that, that for us as scientists were completely uh, something that we wanted to prove and show first and foremost, where we essentially first looked at cancer models because that's the first thing you do with NK cells. Because if you look up NK cells, the first thing you'll find is a ton of work on cancer. Yeah. And there's over a thousand clinical studies on cancer. But our target was more senescence. So where we essentially did in what's called an in vitro model where we essentially grew up fibroblasts, so essentially skin cells. These are skin cells. And we aged them. We aged them artificially by just growing them, growing them, growing them until they can no longer uh, duplicate. Mm -hmm. And then we put them in culture and we threw NK cells on top of them. And we did that that video that you saw was a time lapse of 24 hours condensed into four minutes. And you can see these NK cells going in action, ganging up on these big old fat, you know, ugly cells and taking them and golfing them. You can actually see it being removed, which is pretty neat. It was yeah, that was cool to see. That, that for us in our core group, because like I've had individuals, right we were so we were jumping up and down. We, we couldn't <laughs> believe it. We were happy as happy can be. It's so cool that, to see yeah. that because you actually see, I mean, you, you understand that it's happening, but to actually see it in a visual aspect and yeah. speed it up like that it was yep. super cool. Even my fiance. Natasha was just blown away. She really didn't yeah. understand much of this, but she was absolutely blown away by that video. Yeah, you can see that. Yeah, it's pretty neat. And, and Dr. Pompa was able to reverse his, his uh, cellular age by, I don't know, I think 20, 25 years just yeah. by doing a lot of the things that you're talking about, getting rid of immunosenescent cells and senescent yeah. cells in general. So, Rafael, what role does fasting play with senescent cells and stem cells and just cellular health in general? Quite a bit because in the context of looking what something immediate and something inexpensive, something that you can do for yourself is you can fast. And the key to fasting is many different things is because if you think of it like this, aging is an issue of, believe it or not, cell growth and cell multiplying. And if you think of if you consume too much and if you consuming correctly, it's not even that much consuming too much. It's consuming incorrectly. Your body has to process all that. Yeah. And the way it has to process that is by causing, of course, in, specifically in the gut and the liver is dividing cells, dividing cells. And we just discussed with you is what are you doing when you're over dividing? You're causing senescence. Mm -hmm. You're causing premature aging. And if you look at, for instance, one of the only proven things for longevity is fasting. Yeah. I mean, so one of the only ways that's completely proven to actually increase telomere length, increase telomerase activity uh, to do that. So diet is really, really important because you force your body to remove, to use the toxins, the nonsense, the crap that's there to remove that, to, to feed off of that. From aut autophagy is yep. that process. Yeah, 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 yeah. The process of autophagy. It has to take up the food because it says, I have no more food. Mm -hmm. I cannot divide. If I divide, I'm going to age. Dividing causes energy. It's an energy process. We don't want that energy process. Let's use what we have already, what's being released by the cells that we don't want because we need to survive to eat it, to actually survive it. And this is, even in the context, it's sort of funny, Ben, if you look at it, for instance, you know, we look at it because we've done it mm -hmm. and we live it, you know, we try to go through fasting periods, we do different types of fast, we do this, but essentially, even in it be neat, if you even saw this happening 
in vitro with cells, it's a neat process because you can actually see it. When I suppress the food in vitro, meaning in glass in a Petri dish, and I suppress food consumption on cells, they restrict, meaning they tighten up and get together and find a way to survive. And they will not divide. They will not. They'll just stay there and live in suspension and feed off of each other what they're releasing. And that's actually a way going into somewhat segueing into exosomes. Yeah. It's an actual way that we actually capture exosomes because the cells now secrete out survival cues, guidance cues that they want to say, I need to survive. What is the key, in this case, mitogen, for instance, something that causes cell growth, cell healing, cell proliferation. What is the key thing that I can release? And let me release it so my partner can actually survive. Either he survives or I survive. And that's actually the way our body actually works in general. That's so interesting. Yeah. yeah. And all that's happening when we're just not eating food, right? Just yep. stop eating every two to three hours. Yep. Let your body go through this cleansing yeah. process. What's interesting is when I did my first water fast, a block fast, five yeah. days, I had on day three this lower back pain that would not go away. And that I used to have so much lower back pain when I used to be obese. And that pain coming back during the fast. And I was thinking about it. Why am I having this pain? I'm thinking, oh, this is autophagy. It's healing yeah. occurring in that area. Yep. Have you seen that with have yeah. you, with any of your patients or for yeah, yeah, yourself? Yeah, yeah, you will see it happening because if you have something that's unusual, the body's just forced. So for instance, what you were seeing was that constant pain was an inflammatory response because mm-hmm. inflammation is always pain associated. And you had a constant infl- inflammatory response that was actually there. The body had no choice but to remove that, to use that, or to shift the focus of that inflammatory response being there to go somewhere else to pick up any food that it actually needed. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard other people share similar stories with like neck pain. They used to have a neck injury back in the day or knee pain. They used to have knee pain back in the day when they do these longer fasts. So it's super interesting to hear these stories. Let's go back to the procedure, right? If somebody's wondering... Okay, I want to get some natural killer cells. I want to get some stem cells. What's the difference between those two procedures? And then how do they go about finding more information about it? Yeah, so they go to, so our website is www.rehealth, just the way it's spelled, R-E-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. And it's actually, you would just sign up there. It's a simple, really, really simple process. You'd register there and you get immediate contact back from a physician that's actually there. Uh, setting up possibly a method of communication, whether it's through text, email, or phone. You can set up a consultation. It's completely free. And they can discuss and go through different modalities, depending on what, what's, what's wrong, what are you looking to achieve, um, is when we go with, okay, let's say we want to go with NK cells. If you're talking about you know your overall generally healthy and the only thing is that you're feeling maybe a little weak, you're feeling like you're aging, you're feeling like your immune system's not up to par, not working correctly, then we might want to discuss NK cell therapy versus if you discuss, for instance, in the case of stem cells, we have a pretty much a, a lot of a focus on more than anything else is autoimmune diseases. Yeah. And you'll be surprised how many people have autoimmune diseases that don't even know yeah. that they have an autoimmune disease. Well, it takes disease. typically 10 to 15 yeah. years for it to be diagnosed. Yeah. And, and people don't understand because there's over 80 different autoimmune diseases that are out there. Yep. And many of them, once you have one, you probably have two or three different ones that you're balled into, let's say, just rheumatoid arthritis alone or just lupus alone when they don't actually know. And that's a matter of regulating the system. And when we discuss the context of regulating the system, we discuss a particular cell type in our body that's a regulatory T cell. And that's part of a different 
the secondary immune response or called the adaptive mm -hmm. immune response. So that cell in our body is designed to just surveil. And it surveils any form of a havoc, whether we have an you know, excessive immune system, you know, a pro-inflammatory state, or if we have an anti-inflammatory state, it tries to put us in homeostasis. And essentially, in an autoimmune disease, it's when the immune system is running havoc, killing, attacking itself. It's there to design to regulate, and it's designed to remove that pro-inflammatory state, add more anti-inflammatory, and regulate it and put us in a homeostasis. So with autoimmune, you're just you're pretty much distracting your adaptive immune system. It's it's being overwhelmed, and it doesn't know what to target. It's just targeting everything. It's yep. just like shooting everything. Yeah. Tagging everything. It's not regulated. It's not regulated. It's not regulated. Those very few regulatory T cells, which there's really not that many in our body, are not regulating or not. And when you put in, we now have evidence, when you put in a stem cell, in particular the cells that we actually use, the stem cells that we actually use, we know we can increase your regulatory T cells. Mm -hmm. We know we can suppress your pro-inflammatory state. So the vast majority of people that have you know, autoimmune diseases have a massively high elevated TNF-alpha, tumor necrosis factor alpha. That's a particular uh, signaler of this pro-inflammatory, which is called a Th1 T cell. Mm -hmm. And these cells in our body can actually be changed. So they can be changed from one state to another, from pro-inflammatory state to an anti-inflammatory state, or believe it or not, from a pro-inflammatory state to a regulatory state. So the concept here is to change these massively pro-inflammatory state into a regulatory state or produce that regulatory state where these cells are de novo, they're produced new, and it can regulate the system. So what you're explaining is the body's capability to heal itself. You're, you're helping the body by identifying the interference yeah. or interferences in many cases. And then with these therapies and treatments, along with fasting and keto, of course, now the body works on removing that interference. Correct. And then the body begins to heal and it begins to be go back to homeostasis. So if it's too inflammatory, you get more anti-inflammatory and all yep. these amazing properties start to happen. So for somebody listening, Raphael, and they have autoimmune disease, they have conditions where their doctor tells them, hey, you know, your lab work looks good, but they know they don't feel right. They know that something's wrong with them. Is this something they should be looking into as, as a possible treatment to finally get their life back? Yes. As long as I'm of the individual, as long as you've take, for instance, when I have conversations with individuals, I look at, for instance, what you do, Ben. I look at first and foremost, let's discuss diet, because if you are taking a bunch of meds, if you are not doing a diet, if you're in an environmental area, that's just not the right thing. A moldy home, silver and fillings. fillings. If, if you don't remove those issues, which are cost-wise are essentially minor versus doing a stem cell therapy, you are not going to get much because essentially what you're going to do is you're going to get a temporary effect and you're going to go back to the way you were before. If you look at individuals that have autoimmune disease, they'll tell you, oh, you know what? I did whatever. I changed diet yeah. and I felt well. But they don't even realize themselves that all of a sudden they had a trigger somewhere and then they start feeling sick again, not realizing what the actual trigger is. And in many cases in autoimmune disease, it's diet in nature. Mm -hmm. It's even, even individuals that think that, oh, this is something that's really not that allergy forming or can cause problems. Everybody's different. They may have a different trigger. So essentially, we prefer discussing with them what is the goal Here's what the outcomes that we can describe to you. This is what we essentially think how we can help you. And trying to understand, for instance, you know, we get this a lot in people that have lung issues is, hey, I have COPD. You know, we get contacts and we just tell them no. You know, we have, I have COPD. Okay, the first question is, of course, 
how long did you smoke? How often you smoke? How frequent you smoke? And then when you discuss the context of, okay, if they're still smokers, well, are you going to quit? No, I'm not going to quit. Then I can't help you. Yeah. Because I'm not going to just be here to put a, a Band-Aid on you for three weeks, four weeks, whatever it is, or a week or two weeks, whatever the effect may be. And then all of a sudden you go back to where you were before. It's really not worth it. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. See, you got to make changes. You got to make changes. And you, it starts with your nutrition. It yep. starts with your eating schedule, doing yep. fasting, doing keto, keto flexing. Yep. And start removing the downstream interference. Then when you go upstream for something yeah. like this, that's when you get the, to maximize a procedure like this. Yeah. Hey Keto Camper, I want to interrupt this episode real quick and let you know about a product I've been using to reduce inflammation and to get better sleep. When it comes to the CBD space, it is like the wild, wild west. And the company I've discovered is Dr. Phillips Formulations. It is pure, safe, potent, and yes, it's formulated by a doctor. They bring over 20 years of medical experience to their CBD oil. They have a proprietary formulation which combines pure, high-quality ingredients with the knowledge of a board-certified physician. They have tinctures that are internationally certified for non-GMO. And here's what they also have, keto CBD fruit chews. Yes, they are keto-friendly, they taste delicious, and they're a great way to reduce inflammation in the body. If you want to get your hands on these CBD tinctures and keto fruit chews, head over to drphillipscbd.com. That is D-R-P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S-C-B-D.com. We will also put a link for you in the podcast notes down below. Okay, let's get back to this episode. How many times do you think it's on average beneficial for the person to get this, this treatment? How many times on a... How often it, should you do it? it like, it, is depends, it a yearly thing? It depends on the individual. It really does because I've had individuals that have come and maybe do it once and they're done. They feel great and they make contact four or five years later and say, hey, I think it's time for me to do this again. I'm not feeling well. I'm going through XYZ that's new. And then they might go out again. Uh, in the case of if you want to maintain something, you're normally looking at doing this anything from six months to a year. You know, if you talk about trying to maintain long term and doing it regularly and you just want to feel consistently well. But what you look at in the context of doing this many times is that the effect, and I explain this a lot, the effect that you get initially is going to be much greater than the sequential effects. Because after you've gotten an effect that you feel good, many people think that they're going to get exponentially better on the following one. Right. They describe a maintenance and they describe feeling well. But they say that, wait, I didn't get that same effect. No, you got to understand that you were operating at 40% and you went to 90, 100% versus now you're operating on the second time, 70% and you're now going to 90, 100%. Smaller gap. So it's a smaller gap to actually fill and you don't. For instance, in heart failure, we've had patients that have had heart failure, class four heart failure patients that are need to get, you know, for instance, a, a, a they're on a list to get a heart transplant. Mm -hmm. And these, many of these, in many cases have actually gone down to class two heart failure wow. patients, which is a big difference because because this is somebody that can now bend down, tie their shoe, can go walk five blocks, come back. And then somewhere along the line, a year, two, three years later, they'll start digressing again and getting bad again. And they'll expect many cases, you know, they'll go to maybe class three or close to class four again. They'll expect, oh, well, can I get a better effect, a bigger effect? No, you will go back down to where you were originally. You're not going to get that much better you yeah, know, that of an makes improvement. Sense. yeah have but it's still a quality of life change have you seen anything specifically related to Raynaud's 
Um, you know, it's, you are in the last three weeks, you're probably, and I barely even heard of that. <laughs> in the last three weeks, you're the fourth individual that has asked me that Wow, question. that's interesting. I have Raynaud's. That's, oh, really? That's why I'm asking that. So, yeah. so that in particular should work because A, it's completely immune mediated and B, it's vasculature. It's a lack of vasculature in the extremities, right, the lower extremities. Right. Yep. Yep. So if you can increase the vasculature and in that case, it's a little bit of a different approach. Uh, the smart approach is a little bit different. It's besides doing, looking at the immune system and keeping that in check, which is done through an IV and also increasing blood flow. The ideal situation is that you do localize in the problem areas, localized muscle injections. Mm. And the concept behind that is to try to increase vasculature, microvasculature in those areas. Because yours are normally probably, I mean, I don't, I didn't know you even had that. It's probably specific in nature when you overtrain, maybe veer off something unusual every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. I've talked to individuals that it's more affected in their feet. I just talked to an MMA fighter about it just recently. Oh, really? Yeah. The MMA fighter had it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ha has it. Has, has it. it. Yeah. Has it. And For me, it's mostly in my fingers. And, okay. And it's improved tremendously over the years doing With detox diet. and keto and fasting, like tremendously. Yep. But it still flares up from time to time. Time, yeah. And, and for me, I forget the name of this. There's another syndrome, which is the... Same pathway as Raynaud's, but it's the opposite effect, meaning hot and inflamed fingers. Yep. Forget the name of it, but that happens to me now more often than the Raynaud's yep. does. So I want to get this under control. So that's why I'm asking the question. And I would be a great case study. So, so that is, yeah, you would. So that is a little bit of a different mechanism. And that deals more with the peripheral nervous system and pain receptors and dealing with that. So that has more to do with sensory in, in general. When, so, when it gets hot and inflamed. Correct. But I've read some research that shows there's a rare part of the population that gets both of these symptoms. These, yeah. The Raynaud's and I forget the name yep. of it. So I think that's what's happening with me. And it, it, it all has to deal with a, a lack of blood flow because when you lack... So for you to get any form of, of peripheral nerve increase, peripheral nerve regeneration, you have to have first and foremost blood flow. So mm -hmm. the, the term is called angiogenesis. And angiogenesis always occurs prior to getting what's called neurogenesis, which is the formation of new neural synapses or new, or, or new neurons, let's say. Right. So to say. So you have to have blood flow under control before you can have that. That also indirectly deals with because all our system works together is an inflammatory state. Because, for instance, the, one, the fighter that we, we spoke of, the fighter discusses, you know, when I'm fighting, when I'm in a match, it's when it's gone to the intensity that's really, really high. In his feet. Correct. Mostly in his feet. Yeah, in the feet. Wow. Yeah, correct. And, and it's, according to them, it's an unbearable pain uh, yeah, it's an unbearable pain. It's an unbearable feeling of just stepping on it that every single step is so painful, you know, but it's only on an overtraining and it's gotten better exactly what you said with diet, nutrition uh, recently, but it's when the, the training and the fighting goes to the next level. Mm. I mean, if you think about the amount of blood flows trying to flow and it's not, it's flowing through everywhere but those areas yeah. because there's some form of a blockage, there's an inflammatory response, or there's not enough microvasculature to the, the extremities. So it could, be any, it could be any or all of those yeah. things. Yeah. That's interesting. So... I, I want to get the the treatment done myself, me and Natasia. Yeah. So we'll, I'll be a great case study when we start doing that uh, to see what's going on. Something else that I think contributed to me getting Raynaud's, not only did I have eight silver fillings for 20 plus mm -hmm. years, right? But also I was obese, I ate a poor diet, but also 
we know that eating a standard American diet, soft processed foods, mm-hmm. crowds your teeth, which I have, yeah. which makes your you breathe through your mouth more yeah. and less through your nose, which could decrease the blood flow. Yeah. So over the years, now I'm using an expander. I'm taking care of my teeth. I'm consciously breathing through my nose. I'm wearing mouth tape at night. So I think it's a combination of all these yeah. things to get the blood flow going. But I think, Raphael, this could be like the the thing to finally do it to get to shut down or, or dim down yeah, that yeah. gene for good. Yeah. So have you done the craniofacial release? Yet? I, I did it not with Hank, but with Dr. John Laurent. Okay. I want to do it with Hank though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I go every couple of weeks and get it done. With every him. couple of weeks. Wow. Yeah, I, I've done it probably 15 or 20 times. Already. Wow. I, I need to do more yeah, of that. It, it's a neat thing because I'm also impacted because I had braces when I was a kid. Me too. I need to get rid of, of course, two fillings that I have that I've been actually, I'm, I'm going to get it done relatively soon. And oh that's really? About yeah, it. that's yeah. gonna be huge. But he's like, uh, Hanks actually talked to me about actually, you know, using separating out, you know, trying to expand out. That's what but I But he use. does quite, yeah, he does quite a bit of work. You know, I don't even go get adjusted rarely with him. It's essentially just all going to get ballooned. Yeah, and I and talked about that with uh, on a d- different episode. I did it just once, but I yeah. saw Hank do it to David Asarno yeah. in, in Cancun or in Tulum, and, I, and he he was like so thorough. It was like a twenty minute session with it. Yeah. So yes, I need another Hank by me. <laughs> Hank, Hank yeah, is yeah. brilliant. Yeah, yeah, he does it great. There's, I think there's somebody out here too. I heard that does it. Oh really? Uh, too. I'll he, find out. Let for me you. know. Yeah. yeah. So I think doing that, continuing to breathe through my nose, isn't it crazy that the modern day dentistry and orthodontist actually make things worse for us? Like, oh, it's horrible. It's crazy. It's you know, horrible. They, my parents spent all this money. Uh, they got like a loan to get me braces, Says, yeah. <laughs> and then it cra- it made yep. my freaking mouth narrow, and then me being a mouth breather, it's, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's the same thing with me too. Yeah. Same exact issue, and it's a problem. But it's crazy for me personally after I get balloon, just a sensation and the feeling of like, oh wow, all of a sudden I can really breathe. Has it changed the formation of your? Have you? According like- to him, it has, and it's funny because I used to. I went into this thing probably about two years ago where I was snoring crazy. Mm. Uh, I went. I get. I had to get a sleep study done, and they're saying, "No, you're gonna have to sleep from now on on your side. Otherwise, you're gonna have to get a CPAP." And wow. I said, "I got to figure out a way to get this thing fixed or get it resolved." And I started seeing him, and it's it went down significantly from just doing his the balloon what treatment. he's doing. Yeah, the balloon treatment, and he also does mouth work. Hmm. So he goes in there and actually very very similar. To, I mean, not not adjust the mouth, but goes into the jaw and massages it out. Goes inside of the palate and and, and massages it out. Moves moves the cheekbones, all that. I got to go see him yeah. <laughs> ASAP. And it's in Laguna, so it's not bad. How far is Laguna from San Diego? Um, It's about 45 minute an hour drive. Oh, okay. I'm going to yeah. be in San Diego next month for... Oh, you speaking. definitely got to go see him. Just take the coastline drive. It's a beautiful drive. Oh, cool. That's yeah. good to know. Yeah, I love Hank. I didn't know he was that close to San Diego. All right. So for those who are listening and they want to learn more, what's your website again? It's www.rehealth, R-E-H-E-A-L. TH.com, Rehealth, just the way it sounds. And then you could just sign up for like a free consultation, learn more about it. Yep. Who would you say should seriously consider this sort of treatment? Individuals that have essentially immune issues. You know, if if you start noticing that you're going down a, a beaten path that you've tried everything and you've gone everywhere, I'm here to help. My actual email is R as my name, R Gonzalez, G O N Z A L E Z, at the Biobox, T H E. 
B-I-O-B-O-X.com. I answer emails all the time. I mean, I was just on a buddy's podcast just recently. Got over 30 emails. Wow. Sh- Sherman. Yeah, Sherman. Sure. I, mean, I watched saw- it today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today. It was a great, yeah, yeah. great yeah, conversation. So I, I, I've had over 30 emails and responded to everybody that's actually sent emails, asked questions. That's generous. You know, very about, generous about, of you. Yeah, yeah. With no issues. I'm here to help. I'm always here to help. I'm blessed to work with individuals just like you and others out there. And if I can help, I'm here to answer, you know, because something, unfortunately, nowadays, you, you know this, uh, you go see whoever it is, your local practitioner, and he's just going to want to hand you a pill. Yeah. Unfortunately. And he's not going to look at you and he's going to think you're part of the standard protocol. Sort of unfortunate. That's why if you're going to go somewhere, at least go see somebody that does integrative or functional medicine and understanding diet and understanding uh, different modalities to try to understand you as a personal individual more than anything else. Amen. And that's what we do. We actually do that in Mexico. We do that a lot. Plus, everybody's treated differently. It's an excuse to go to beautiful Cancun. And it's an excuse to go to beautiful Cancun. The Pampas love Tulum. I know they do. (laughs) It's an hour drive. Now they go there all the time ever since they've been going there. So for those listening and you didn't, we weren't able to write down the email or the website we're going to put in the podcast notes so just scroll down you can see that feel free to shoot him an email i mean he's so generous to offer that and go check out the work that they're doing with your clinic and your your incredible work i'm grateful that dr pampa introduced me to you uh you you do you want to help you're brilliant at what you do it's very interesting to to hear some of the studies that you're doing and you came to keto camp hq not a lot of guests do that so thank (laughs) you rafael i appreciate you thank you very much for your time thanks thank you thank you Hope you enjoyed that amazing conversation with Dr. Rafael Gonzalez. Be sure to check out the notes in the podcast if you want to check out where to contact him, more about his therapies. We put his email in there. Everything mentioned can be found in the podcast notes down below. Text this episode to a friend, post it on your social media. Let's get the word out and let's make a big difference because so many people are suffering out there and they don't need to. And conversations like this could actually help them overcome the pain so they could thrive instead of merely surviving. If you got any value from this conversation, please take the time to leave the show a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts as that really makes a big difference. Check out the notes down below. I want to thank you for listening to the entire episode and I'll see you on the next one. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. And this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.